Hey everyone, Kathleen Carnally here. I'm so excited to get back into the book of James today. We're going to be in chapter 1, going through verses 17 and 18. And we're going to talk about how God is called the Father of Lights. And what does that mean? And how He loves to give good gifts to His children. So grab your notebook, a pencil, and your Bible. I've got my uke, and I'll open us up in song. You are perfect in all of your ways. You are perfect in all of your ways. Yeah. You are perfect in all of your ways to us. You're a good, good father. It's who you are. It's who you are. It's who you are. And I'm loved by you. It's who I am. goodness, God. We thank you for your grace in our lives, that you are a good father, a good dad. You know what is best for us, so help us to trust you more, God, with each and every day. And we give you all the glory and praise forever. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above. Just another reminder how God is good. It is who he is, and everything that comes from him is good and perfect. Remember when God fashioned the earth, and he created the birds, and the plants, and the trees, and the mountains, and the oceans, and the rivers, the sky, and all the heavens, all the wonderful things of creation that we get to see with our eyes, experience with our senses. And what does God say? He says, it is good. He made it for his enjoyment as well as for ours. Not only is he creator, but he is father and a good father. And the Bible says he loves to give good gifts to his children. Jesus says in Matthew chapter 7, verse 11, If ye then, being evil, know how to give good gifts unto your children, how much more shall your father which is in heaven give good things to them that ask him? As a child of God, We have to remember that he knows what is best for us. He knows what's best for us as a whole, but also what's best for us individually, for our own personal growth, how we can grow healthy and spiritually. He will take care of us. Turn with me to Matthew chapter 6, verse 8. It says, Be not ye therefore like unto them, for your Father knoweth what things you have need of, before you ask him. So before we even come to him, he knows our needs. He knows them better than we even know them ourselves. And yet he still calls us to come to him and ask. Because we're not just coming to him as person and God. We're coming to him as child and father. There is a relationship there. And because of that relationship, we can come to him and ask. And he hears us. In Luke chapter 12, Jesus says, starting in verse 27, Consider the lilies, how they grow. They toil not, they spin not. And yet I say unto you that Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. If then God so clothed the grass, which is today in the field and tomorrow was cast into the oven, how much more will he clothe you, 
O ye of little faith. And seek not ye what you shall eat or what you shall drink, neither be of a doubtful mind, for all these things do the nations of the world seek after. And your father knoweth that you have need of these things. So what is he saying? Don't be like the nations of the world that live and strive to gain all these things. And what does he tell us to do? In verse 31, he says, But rather seek ye the kingdom of God, and then what? And all these things shall be added unto you. Fear not, little flock, for it is your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. So he will supply all your needs according to his riches and glory. And like he says, fear not. Doubt not. Walk in faith. Going back to verse 17 in James chapter 1. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and cometh down from the Father of lights. Not only is he the one that set the lights in the sky, the moon and the sun and the stars, but who he is and his very essence is light. It speaks about this in Revelation chapter 21, verse 23, how there is coming a time when God shall dwell with man. And it says, and the city had no need of the sun, neither of the moon to shine in it, for the glory of God did lighten it, and the lamb is the light thereof. And the nations of them which are saved shall walk in the light of it. So there is coming a time when the light of the glory of God will be all the light source that we need. Will there ever be a shadow again? Maybe not. And just like the glory of God the Father is light, Jesus, God in the flesh, is called the light. Turn with me over to John chapter 1. In verse 9, speaking about Jesus, it says, That was the true light which lighteth every man that cometh into the world. Back in verse 6, it says, There was a man sent from God whose name was John. The same came for a witness, to bear witness of the light, that all men through him might believe. In John chapter 8, verse 12, Jesus speaks about himself, saying, I am the light of the world. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of of life. So God is light. Jesus is the light. And we, God's children, all throughout scripture are called children of light. Jesus says in John chapter 12, verse 36, while ye have light, speaking of himself, believe in the light that ye may be the children of light. So this brings a whole new context to father of lights when we believe him, when we follow him, when we walk in the light, we are called the children of light. And he is our father. And then what does he say? Going back to James chapter one, verse 17, he says, with whom is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. So what does that mean, shadow of turning or variableness? Well, a basic definition of that would be subject to change or unsteady or inconsistent. And God is nothing of that sort. He is the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. He is a firm foundation. He is a solid rock on which we can stand. 
Now remember, the context here is talking about the giving of good gifts from the Father. His love is consistent. It is stable. And his goodness is unswaying. Romans chapter 11, verse 29 says that the gifts and calling of God are without repentance. So can a gift be received from God and then misused somehow? Well, yes, of course. Unfortunately, I think a lot of us have seen that before. People are people and that stuff does happen. But it's important to realize that the gift itself is good and from God. And when he gives it to us, it's now our responsibility to use it and apply it wisely. And God is willing to pour out his wisdom over us, especially when we ask. We just studied that just a few weeks back. His spirit will lead us and guide us and teach us, but we must follow. And he loves that obedience. When I think of my own kids and I give them something or I give them a gift, There's a few things that make me happier when I see them using it for good. I can only imagine the joy that it brings our Heavenly Father. So going back now in verse 18, it says, Of his own will begat he us with the word of truth. So by his own will he begat us. What does the word begat mean? It means to bring a child into the world. We know because the scriptures teach us that when we believe in Christ, Put our faith in him that we are born again by the Holy Spirit of God. We are begat by the Father. Romans 8.29 says that Jesus was the firstborn among many brethren. Who are the brethren? That's us, those born again, not by the will of the flesh, but by his Spirit, through faith. Like Jesus says in John chapter 3, starting in verse 5, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. Marvel not that I say unto thee, ye must be born again. Jesus says in Matthew 18, verse 3, that except you be converted, And become as little children, you shall not enter into the kingdom of heaven. So he calls us to believe and become children of light. And like it says there in James, by his will, he begat us. And we know in 2 Peter chapter 3, 9, it says that he is not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. This is the goodness of God. And we see here in James how this being born again happens, how we are begat with the word of truth. Jesus shows us this all throughout the scriptures, that it's the seed of his word being spoken to us, being planted in us, that it may come alive in us and spring forth in us. We can either receive it, water it, let it be tilled, prune it, feed it, let it grow, Or it can be snatched or dry up or die. Jesus teaches us in Matthew, Mark, and Luke the parable of the sower. And he teaches us deep spiritual truths about this seed of the word of God being planted in us and what can happen once that takes place. He says that number one, the seed can be snatched away by Satan. 
after it's heard. Number two, it says it can die because it can't handle any sort of persecution or it gets offended or put off by the word. Number three, it says that the seed can actually grow but become unfruitful because of the cares of this world, because of lust or the deceitfulness of riches. Or number four, the seed can be planted and those that hear it, receive it, allow it to be watered, tilled, pruned, fed, and that seed and person can grow in grace and bear much fruit for the kingdom of God. First Peter chapter 1 says, verse 23, being born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible by the word of God, which liveth and abideth forever. So we are born again by the incorruptible seed of the word of God. Like it says in Ephesians chapter 1, verse 13, in whom ye also trusted after that ye heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom also after that ye believed, ye were sealed with that Holy Spirit of promise. And this is truly the greatest gift of all, the gift of our salvation and the gift of the Holy Spirit that all comes down from the Father of lights. Thank God He is a good God that gives good gifts to His children. And so now He tells us to go, use the gift, be a light in this world, like a city on a hill that cannot be hid. And I end with this, Philippians chapter 2, starting in verse 15. May you be blameless, harmless, the sons of God, without rebuke, in the midst of a crooked and perverse nation, among whom ye shine as lights in the world, holding forth the word of life. May you grow and prosper as you grow and plant new seed everywhere you go. I love you guys. And we will pick up right here where we left off next week, same time, same place. I'll have my uke and we'll tune into God's word together. Be prepared to live like you've never